Hello friends, this is the Daily Edify with Jeff Lane, a place to get spiritually grounded and into alignment with the flow of love each weekday morning. In each episode, we'll focus on a spiritual practice, a poem, a book, a sacred text, something that can empower us to be more fully alive to the gift that is the day before us. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is about hope, and in particular, a book I'm reading about hope uh, that's just come to me at the right time, and perhaps it's the right time for you too. Marianne McKibben Dana wrote this book last fall, Hope, a User's Manual. It's called, it's actually her third book. She published one on Practice of the Sabbath uh, five, six years ago, and then a couple years back, one on God, Improv, and the Art of Living. This book has has six sections to it. It has about 45-ish, very brief, two to three page chapters uh, with a couple of thoughtful questions at the end, um, which is really a good companion for the season of Lent, uh, which is what we're in right now in the Christian liturgical calendar. And the church I serve, we've decided to use this book, focus on this book in the season of Lent. I don't know what your experience is like, but for me, I, I'm very familiar with so-called hope tropes, right? These these sort of sunny, pie-in-the-sky um, platitudes that, oh, just think positive and good things will happen, or uh, just, you know, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. Uh, these sort of cheap bromides that, uh, you know, just aren't, aren't really what we need, frankly. And they're just not substantive, especially for the bleak times. Uh, that we all find ourselves in at times, and we certainly find ourselves in as a world right now. So I found this book to be um, unusual in that it uh, it's very nuanced. Uh, it's it's thoughtful. It's it calls itself a user's manual, but it's really not a a sort of slick how-to or step-by-step instructional manual. More of a uh, here's some th- practices that help build the the practice of hope, the posture of hope, and uh, see if this works for you too. It has it has more of that um, flavor to it. So I just want to read the, the six sections of the book to you um, because they're, they're good. And I'll just read a few of the, the chapter titles as well. Um, and then just want to touch on a couple pieces before we wrap up. Uh, so the six sections of, of Marianne's book, uh, first, what hope is not, which is really helpful, right? Uh, there's click, some of the ground clearing, um, eliminating some of these, these hope tropes. Um, The second section, what hope is, so the sort of positive constructive case. Third, uh, hope lives in the body, one of the best sections of the book, I think. Uh, Number four, hope travels in story. Uh, Number five, the practice of hope. And number six, hope beyond hope. I find this book to be so resonant for me personally, um, because as we emerge from the pandemic, as I continue to to recover. It's been a year, I suppose, now since my medical leave and recovery from depression. Um, You know, hope is not just a kind of mindset, right? Something we intellectually assent to, but rather is uh, is something we do, is is something that's beyond us and yet something that we can participate in. Because on the one hand, you have the optimist who sort of says, oh, everything's going to be fine even though I don't have to do anything for it, whereas the pessimist might say, you know, everything's going to hell in a handbasket, things are getting worse and worse, and I can't do anything about it. Uh, you know, both 
the optimist and pessimist are are somewhat disempowered. Whereas the person who's embracing hope is saying, well, you know, we don't know what the outcome is going to be ultimately uh, in this situation, but this is what I'm going to do. Uh, this is who I am. This is my identity. Uh, we serve a God of hope to be a person of hope. Um, but again, not again, not pie in the sky, uh, very tangible, very focused on the concrete drama uh, of the present moment. So I'm finding this book to be resonant. We've already started using it at the church uh, here on Sunday mornings, and I'm teaching a class on the book as well, and uh, would love to share more with you about it in terms of in terms of how it's going. Uh, but just to read a couple of chapter titles uh, that were really helpful from the What Hope Is Not section. Uh, one of them is, you know, hope is not optimism, right, clarifying what those two things mean. Uh, hope is not toxic positivity. Um, hope is not cause and effect. You know, it's not a straight line from, oh, I, I did this, therefore, uh, you know, mathematically speaking, uh, this outcome is going to result. Uh, it doesn't often work that way. Um, hope is not future proofing. Hope is not a prediction. Uh, she has seven or eight of these little, little snippets in, in each section. So friends, I hope... Uh, I hope you are feeling hope, uh, not again as a sort of sunny pie in the sky uh, view toward life, but one that is gritty and grounded in the present moment. Uh, that's one other gleaning from the book so far. Um, hope is found in the present moment. Uh, when, we're, when we're focused on the past, when we're focused on the future, neither of which we can change or control. Um, we sometimes miss out on the capacity for hope to, to invite us right here and right now to build the future we want to construct uh, together. Um, in, the, in the Christian story, we, we, we have a, a sort of eschatological hope, as we would call it, a big fancy theological word that just kind of means, where is the world heading? Uh, this has often been used as an excuse to not engage in practically uh, the work of love that would create a better world here and now. Sometimes it's been an excuse to sort of say, oh, you know, someday God will take care of you in this life. You might be struggling, but don't worry. Someday God will reward you. Uh, this has allowed for us to, you know, turn a blind eye to, to injustice, uh, systemically speaking in particular, um, on many occasions, um, but the eschatological hope, um, when used in the right way, uh, reminds us that uh, indeed the world is is moving in a hopeful place um, long term. Even though it feels like it isn't, even though it feels like we're three steps forward, um, eighteen steps back, five steps forward, zigzagging back and forth. Uh, ultimately, you know, that's that's not up to us. Um, at least in the Christian story, we, we have the visions um, of, of God's dream, of, of all people flourishing, um, whether they are future visions or present visions, um, it's not really ours to determine. Um, but, but we trust that history is moving in a good place, even if there's death and resurrection that's always happening uh, up and down and it feels like certain moments we're in a time of contraction and regression and in other moments it seems we're we're stepping forward or it seems like progress is more visible um, having that long-term view uh, of where the universe is heading at least in the christian story uh, i find to be compelling 
But friends, hope is accessible to us no matter what our faith tradition, no matter uh, what our life circumstance, no matter what our uh, economic circumstance. Uh, we can find hope in the present moment and focus on practicing it, living it out, embodying it in our words, in our actions, in our choices, in our relationships, in our calendars, you name it. So friends, I would love to hear from you if you have thoughts on, on hope, what it means to you. Uh, Marianne's good about in her book, not sort of saying this is the one and only definition of hope. I mean, she certainly has a, a view on it. Um, the, the second section where she writes what hope is uh, gets as close as she's going to get to clarifying this is what I think hope is. Um, but would love to hear from you if you have a particular take on hope or what gives you hope um, in these days. Friends know you are loved and never, ever alone. If today's podcast has blessed you, provided a tinge of clarity or some nourishment for your spiritual journey, please share it with a friend so that we can create a more inclusive community. Or do you have any feedback for me, any show ideas, something that was particularly helpful or something that could have been better? please send me an email at thedailyedify at gmail.com. That's in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please consider rating and reviewing The Daily Edify wherever you get your podcasts. Friends, you are loved and never alone.